joke goes on. Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Heidi coming to you live. We like our bodies are cut off. Just our heads. In the morning edition of uh, Living Fearless Devotional. Uh, but uh, we have a school board meeting tonight. So those things can go on until like the next day. <laughs> so I don't want to take any shit. Well, I know for sure it'll go way past the normal time that we would do our devotional. Sorry, I was going to put the, uh, the cameras up to see if I can... <laughs> Push us back a little bit. Oh, no, that's okay. Hey, go to resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find all the content uh, that we have pushing out there to the universes uh, as um, we broadcast on a nearly daily basis. We've missed a couple days, a couple busy days. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, last night was Bible study, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Great. Uh, in Anaheim that we do with um, some friends from Friends Church. <laughs> friends from friends church yes uh, as you're joining us if you wouldn't mind commenting telling us uh, where you're watching from and um, what you think about our morning this is where we used to be uh, but now it seems like we've been in the evening more often but uh, let us know what you think and what you think about the devotional all right we're going to be reading from uh, of course it's smith wigglesworth devotional and today is may 17th the title of this devotional is room for jesus the reference is luke Two, seven, and it says, she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The scripture reading is 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12. Jesus said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have, have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Is this true? Yes, but at the same time, it is not true. He could have had a dozen beds. Then why did he not use them? For the simple reason that the people loved Jesus and wanted him, yet they dared not have him in their homes. Mm. If he would go to their homes, such convicting truths would fall from his lips and they could not stand in his presence. They wanted his body, lovely Jesus, the beautiful Nazarene, and yet they did not want him. Thus, the Son of Man did not have any place to lay his head. So he spent his nights on the Mount of Olives. The centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. The centurion knew that Jesus did not have to be physically present to heal the sick servant. He believed that just a word from Jesus would be sufficient. Jesus was amazed at, his, at this man's faith, and he told the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. The servant was healed as Jesus spoke. But some do not want Jesus to come to their homes, and it is not because they have such great faith. They do not want him to come because of the changes they, they would have to make in their lives. Oh, ain't that the truth? They know that if Jesus were to live in their hearts, their lives would be totally transformed. Many refuse salvation because they know they cannot continue to live in the same old ways. Therefore, they do not invite Christ to their homes. Beloved, let us not be afraid to ask him to come in to stay. Ask him to give you grace to come to him. He is not looking for our unworthiness, but at his worthiness. My whole heart cries out to God that I might touch him afresh. Thought for today. It is only a step to Jesus. Wow. Short and to the point. Yes. What, uh, what grabs you right off the bat there? Many don't want him in their homes because of the changes they would have to make in their lives. For if Jesus were to live in their hearts, their lives would be totally transformed. Um, 
my dear friend and co-host Alejandra wrote this really great post today, like literally as if, if I was so eloquent, I would have written it. (laughs) (laughs) She's quite eloquent. (laughs) I occasionally, you know, I'm a little more like common man writing. She's more theologically uh, a writer. Don't sell yourself short. Well, it's so, it's just, um, I feel like in this season, for me specifically, as I try to as I try to draw closer to Christ in a new way, in more of a, I want just your presence. I don't want you what you can give me. I just want you present. That the enemy is attacking me in new ways as well, with all kinds of crazy. Like that anything that he could do to distract me. Um, and usually the distraction. So I'm sorry, folks. I'm really at a loss for words here. It When you look at this graph, uh, are you pulling it up? I'm going to try. Okay. So when we pull up this graph and we talk about all of the things that we could do to ourselves in self-protection mode when we're feeling things we don't want to feel. And there's drugs and lust and all these other things. When you start to whittle down, when you take into the fire by the refiner, gold, the assayer, gold miner, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Once you start to get rid of the big ones, the little ones become even harder. It's like all the little cracks and crevices that he's trying to clean out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's almost more painful than the giant ones. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. So, uh, I don't know. That's just the, that's what I got out of it. You just don't stop asking. You know, you never want to stop asking, but know that it it's hard. Right. So there's a graph that we're learning about uh, on our Monday night Bible study. And it's a little bit hard to see, but I, I will do my best later on to come up with it. And I know I've said this a couple of days before. Um, if you can see the arrows that uh, those of you that are on a podcast, you can't see this, but there's two arrows at the top. You go into the left and going to the right uh, directly underneath. It says initial experience there in the kind of uh, yellowish orange color. And that's where you have something that happens in your life that gives you a, a startle. That, that's something that we weren't meant, weren't meant to experience uh, when God created us. So Adam and Eve were created um, in, in, in a perfect world that everything was to be perfect, that there wasn't supposed to be hurdles and struggles and pain and starvation and all the things that we know now to be a a part of everyday life, not starvation necessarily, but in some people's lives, it is starvation. Um, That our, as God created us, we would not know how to handle those things. And sometimes um, when we, uh, uh, since the fall of, of man and sin came to this earth, now we had to either choose God or choose flesh and make our own decisions, which always leads to disaster in, in most cases, or not not usually good. Um, and so choosing God is what we're learning is that this is a, you know, as we talked about last night, intentional. And as I get, began to think about it, it, you really have to have that relationship. If you don't have a relationship, how can you choose God? 
because it's it's, it's much easier to choose. And you could say I'm choosing God. Yeah, you could say but it, but you don't know the real way in which you go about choosing God. Right. So regardless if you can see that graph or not, just understand this is what we're talking about. If you I gave the, those that can see a little bit of a visual, no, I put it back oh. down. As you can see there, and so to the to the right is all the things that happen to us um, in our uh, flesh, which is uh, in the self protection areas. We escape, we withdraw, uh, we pretend, we stay hidden, we divert attention, avoid, distract, and then there's a number of other things. From that point on, then we choose uncontrollable behavior, and then it goes on after that. Uncontrolled behavior could be anything from alcohol to gambling to shopping to uh, binge yeah, media binge media uh, i like that one stuff. the other direction we go to god's protection so the initial thing happens of this of um you know some type of stressful situation and then we would choose god's protection it, it reads here psalm 23 my shepherd leads restores comforts protects corrects uh, provides and redeems and from there we can then go into the fruit of the spirit and uh, galatians 5 23 which says i love joy or no, love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, goodness, the faithfulness, the uh, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, so, and so just that's on, on that what, what is what we're learning. I had this cool experience today. So I tried, now I'm trying to do this in um, everyday life. I don't know, are you testing this out? Oh, like every second okay. of every day. So since we learned it. So today my um experiment was I what I'm going through is what I often describe as like a death by a thousand cuts. There is no one thing that irritates me, but suddenly I find that I'm like enraged. And I look back and I'm like, what just happened? Like as if there was 400 things that led up to that moment. And I didn't I didn't see each of them coming. And then it just turns into this giant volcano. So these guys kept saying last night, you've got to turn to God at every instant, at every instant and invite God into the space. So then I realized, so I was dropping my daughter at school and then I realized that I wanted to fix my computer. I'm just giving you guys a simple example to see how this works. And I, I started to look online to where the maker of my computer, because I'm like, I remember registering it and having a warranty and being like, let me see if there's an easy way. Mind you, I'm driving folks. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me. Not, do not a do good that. idea. Definitely not a good idea. I, before that instance, when I dropped my daughter, I remembered I'm in the middle of the audible book by Amir Safarti revealing revelation, which is spectacular. And um, I stopped to get gas and, and Amir is in. I paused Amir to get the gas, got back in the car and started to look at this computer thing. After the gas is finished pumping, I'm still investigating the computer. Of course, what happens? You don't remember the email address you use. You can't remember the password. They've got to send you a code. And I start to get extremely frustrated. And I was like, why isn't anything ever easy? And I'm like, oh, God, I need you to rescue me. I need you to rescue me in this moment. I need to understand, like, what this is, this is suddenly going to take me. Um, this is going to be the first step in my mountain of crazy today. And so the Lord's like, don't do this in the car. Stop doing this in the car. He's like, put a mirror back on. He's like, you were enjoying that. He's like, put a mirror back on and wait till you get home. And he's like, and every time you do this, stop doing it. 
You know what I mean? And he's like, you know, there is enough time in the day. You do not need to accomplish tasks while you're driving. And I was like, such a simple truth, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully I'll be able to listen. But is it? But, but it's a really good, folks, it was a really good example. Because quite honestly, I couldn't, one, I wouldn't normally have stopped myself before it turned into 400 other things that irritated the the daylights out of me the bejesus out of me um and i wouldn't have understood and i would that that advice that prompting by the spirit is not from my own mind trust me when i tell you my mind would not have come up with that um so yeah i just wanted to share a concrete example of how we're trying to work this program and i was a little skeptical last night i was just Hmm. Well, I mean, well, don't you remember I told you we use that analogy about cop work? Because I was like, when the bullets are flying and you're in the middle of a gun battle, like, can you really keep calling on the Lord every five seconds? Being like, okay, because my phenomena is the death by a thousand cuts, I'm thinking they're happening so fast and they're happening so often, I'm not going to be able to pause. I happen to catch myself to pause at the first one, but I've got to a whole day of trying to use this, this, uh, this thing, this experiment today, because we got the plumber coming and the appliance guy coming and you're going to be gone and we got a sick child at home. So I'm going to have plenty of opportunity, yes. but the thing is, <laughs> God says, okay, for the next couple of weeks or a week and a half, I'm going to give you these tools. Yes. They're going to be there for you. And now I'm going to put you in the situation to use those tools. Exactly. Exactly. The, um, oh my gosh, I just now, with that, I lost my train of thought on something you just said. Maybe it'll come back to me. But not texting and driving and trying to solve problems. Well, I I had comments about that, but I, I talked, I asked Jesus to keep me from saying anything, which you ended up saying, like, why are you doing that in the car? (laughs) You know, that's going to cause, it's going to cause frustration. Good morning, Jan French. Nice to see you. Um, yes, we are early today because Jan, we have a school board meeting tonight, uh, there at Placentia Herbal in the Unified School District. Um, so I loved it last night myself because it really kind of firmed up this discussion, this discussion I was having now uh, in the beginning, it appeared that this, this whole system that was brought to our attention, which again is being, I think it's being ferreted out by one of the leaders, his name is Matt. Because mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, where'd this come from? I expected him to say, well, it came from John uh, MacArthur. Or it came from some, Amir, <laughs> it came from somebody. And so I, I learned it at a conference. And he goes, I don't know, the Holy Spirit just brought it to me. And I go, whoa, that's, it's like. It's, and he's a psychologist. And he's a psychologist. So it's, it's fantastic to see this being kind of just created uh, with us uh, in this room. So the, in the initial uh, teaching of this, I thought, well, this is about things that are happening now, like an immediate thing. So you get irritated by one of your kids. Where do you go? Do you go to the right or do you go, do you go to the left? Do you go to self or do you go to God? Um, like you were saying, you're in under gunfire. <laughs> and, uh, but I realized early on that it was, that it's not only then, but it, it, it could explain to me even these longer term times where you spend in, um, what is it? So sorry. I need to go back. I'm going to learn it. Um, 
un controlled uncontrolled behaviors that these uncontrolled behaviors could go on for years sure. decades absolutely and so i was i i had mentioned that this seems like it would it, it kind of explains why i spent my first 25 years in in a christian church calling myself a christian but never walking with god and i and and when he was talking about this two mondays ago it, I go, gosh, it feels like, and I was trying to ferret it out myself or how I could, how this, but I know that it led to something. Last night, it came all together. When in this devotional is perfect for what it kind of supports the information I got last night is that you go into church because you feel it's the right thing to do or it's because you're encouraged by your, you know, the person that you're dating at the time or that you're married to that they want you to go to church. And so as a man, sometimes you end up in church because the spouse wants you to go. Like you're just a horrible person. If you go to church, maybe it'll change you. And it'll rub off. Yes. And so out of that, you end up at church and you you see some, like me, you see some really good things about it. And I and I take away the good things, like from a Tony Robbins event. Like, oh yeah, I could use that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's I could a good use motto. That. Yeah, but I'm not going to, you know, do everything that he says. <laughs> um, and and so where this all came together last night is that out of self um self-defense i guess that i go i like this i like the music i kind of like the people some of my friends from the police department go there but the thing that got me was dying to myself that i go no i like myself other people like myself <laughs> they like it when popular. i get drunk and and make <laughs> jokes and they laugh so hard <laughs> and they almost throw up sometimes because i'm so funny when i'm drunk uh, you see what i'm saying and so, so you go to you know the flesh not because you hate church but there's a portion of it that you just it's self it's self-preservation you're trying right. to hold on to yourself and god's going no you need to die to yourself and i think that happens to a lot of men and probably some women too where Absolutely. we we and so then what happens you got you go to church on sunday and go see i'm good I'm a good person. I'm a good, you know, spouse. I'm going to church because she wants me to. But then the rest I don't of the kill week, anybody. But the rest of the week, you are avoiding that commitment to God. And you go, you know, I can do this. I can do this myself. I when I get stressed, I'm going to go to you know whatever. Just name a bar, name a restaurant that has a bar. I'm going to go there, as opposed to going to God. But I'm going to go to God on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally I'll attend that Bible study on Friday where all the men go and we complain about our wives and complain about relationships and complain I about work it. and complain about our aches and pains and wondering why we're still sick all the time and wondering why the same guy prays. They're like, I need a job. Can you pray for me to get a job? And every Friday it's like, I've been coming here for two years and you still don't have a job, bro. It's not God. <laughs> it's not God. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I think I this whole thing with like last night, I go, oh my gosh, you brought it all together. The devotional, bro. You didn't bring Jesus home to lay his head down. You didn't invite Jesus into your home. I, Jesus is there. Barely, I stand at the door and knock. Who opens the door and invites me in, I will dine with him. Yes. It's like your car. I, I'm going to park my car outside. It's there when I need it. But I'm going to go inside. Car, you stay out here. I don't need you in here. I got this. I'll walk around the house. I don't need you to drive me around. And you go out to your car when you need it. It's like Jesus is out there, like, like he's sitting on the curb, you know, in front of your house. It's like, okay, I'm wait till, I'm wait till he comes out. And then he comes out and he sees you driving, you know, you can turn left to the church or right to, you know, the bar. And he, he looks to see, oh, turn right again. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, 
Why does he turn left? Oh, why does he turn left? That's beautiful. So, hope I brought that together. I think it's a it's a great. I, I'm so far I'm loving this. At some point, I'll have some contradictory thing to say. I thought I had one last night, and then it got blown away. But, no, it's so true. It's uh, no, that's great. But yeah, inviting him into your home. Oh my gosh, what a what a huge day! And, and so we can come to now. You and I both is that although we still have a lot of work to do, we we surely are doing way better with inviting him into our house. Yes. Inviting him in, into our car, driving from place to place. That's what yes. I try to tell the kids sometimes, you know, when they start acting up. And I said, you know, Jesus is in the car now. He used to not be in the car. Now he's listening to your music. He's listening to you talk. He's listening to how you talk to your brothers and sisters. We had this discussion that day because Ray said something really bad in the, and I, yeah, I had to lay, lay under again, her in her mouth. Uh, yeah, so I'm working, on, working on the kid's mouth. But uh, it's, it's again, now we, we have to live differently because Jesus is in not only us, but in our house, in our car, Amen. in our lives, much deeper than before. Uh, Jan says. Yes. It could be a 10 through French church. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And they have a number of the associate pastors that lead it. And these are just amazing spirit-filled believers they're just really the entire event is spirit-led and it's really interesting because some people attend like last night we had a couple of visitors and the visitors seemed totally thrown off by what was happening because it is it doesn't follow a format we don't follow certain scripture it's very personal and almost emotionally intrusive into your life like we started with an icebreaker which we never do yeah. <laughs> and i think half of the room the the new people were especially i think yeah. unnerved by it right they thought they came to an aa meeting right and then the girl <laughs> and then the one of the ladies in the front was like wow there's a lot of psychos uh, psychology in here she's like did you like it did you enjoy yourself he's like i'm just asking and she's like it was all right it was all right, but it was, she was totally uncomfortable mm. with the experience. And that's the thing is it's not everybody's cup of tea to invite the Lord into your house and into your space in your living room while you're having a dinner party. Because yes. you are inviting God into your space in an audience. Into the school board meeting. Yeah, in front of, no, meaning that our M Monday night Bible study is in front of an audience. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we are inviting Jesus into our personal space while we have guests over. It's one thing to do it in the privacy of your own home right. and get mad and mess it up and cry. and But it's another to do it when you've got a living room full of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, and a lot of people are not comfortable doing that. No. They are just not. I mean, these people have known us, I don't know how long, a month of four weeks, five weeks. And they know stuff about us that um, some of our closest friends don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, so very cool. Very cool experience. Yeah. So if you're in the Yorba Linda area, let us know. We will uh, get you, get you the address. Monday nights. They already gave me the, the, the clear, the, uh, oh, the clearance yeah. to invite people. Yeah. It's in their, <laughs> it's in their weekly newsletter. Yeah, I know. I just, I just felt like, you know, sometimes people say, you know, we have it just the right mix. They're just the right chemistry. That's yeah. happened in a couple of my Bible studies. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm kind of like true. hesitant to say, should I invite somebody? But this like, one, it's like people yeah. come, people go. Invite as many broken people as possible. 
Yeah, not that you're broken, but you, you're more than welcome to come. Um, just let us know so we can send you the address every Monday night at uh, 7.30. But um, just back to the devotional, this devotional clearly is a, a follow-up to, which we're having a lot of, and it's amazing what that God has been doing this in so many ways, uh, and we can see it, where we have something that happens on a, one day, and then the next day God either confirms it or gives us more information or yes. gives us a, a, another tool that we can use towards the, the goal, which is being closer to God. It's happening all the time. Can I read this passage from Alejandro? Because I think it's yeah. it's really good. She says, if your goal in life becomes to reach the fullness of Christ in your character, in your character, you'll begin to see challenges and trials very differently. You'll stop becoming anxious when external situations don't go your way, and your soul will stop depending on external blessings in order to find peace. You will begin to see the hand of God in every situation in your life shaping you into his likeness you will begin to cease striving for your will as your father as you start to accept the father's will and you will experience total freedom and deliverance from your own selfish nature and we understand that the greatest battle we face in this life is not against the devil but against our own stubborn desire to do our own will and then we begin to fight these battles differently when we fight to do our own will we fight in our own strength it's flesh fighting against the spirit. But when we fight for God's will in our life, we do it in the spirit. And that is when we shall find supernatural empowerment. Mm-hmm. It's the surrender, you know, and I, I keep, I keep asking God because mine is never one thing. It's this accumulation. Like why does every day turn into an accumulation of things that hurts me? And like I said, I'm, I feel like I've conquered the big ones. You know, so this is like, this is the, the real fine uh, points where Satan grabs me and um, Satan in my head grabs me Uh, that in total, a lot of them are pride, like the inability to let go of the steering wheel. You're willing to let go of it for the big things, work, life, kids, family. But like handing over when you go to the grocery store, handing over when you take care of your computer, handing over all the little things. You're like, no, 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 I got I, my to-do list, God, I got. You take care of the big things, I'll take care of the little things. But that's the problem. God takes care of the big and the little things. Right. So like when I miss, you just gave me this picture in my head of when I was a kid with my, my brother who was 10 years older than me, but we get on a bicycle and uh, used to have those banana seats. Yes. Not those single little tiny seats, but that where you could sit two people on a seat and uh, I'd be like pedaling. And he said, let me take over the steering. I go, no, I don't trust you. And you steering. were pedaling in the front. I was pedaling in the front because that's, I was so little. And so I, that's where I was. He goes, let me have those handlebars. Like, oh, he, 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 like hit me in the back of the head. And you're going, no, because you're crazy. <laughs> You know, you can't trust. He's the devil. No. But when you hand it over to Jesus, you go, you should be able to say, take it. And he, he would not run you into a tree like my brother would. But see, that's easy to say with the big things. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the little, little things like asking Jesus when I should go to the grocery store feels dumb. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's what I'm saying is, is that's the trick that the enemy plays on me is that. Come on, you're gonna bother Jesus about the grocery store? Yes. 
You know what I mean? It, it, it is literally this trick that's going on over and over in my head that like, you know how to divide your time. You've been doing this forever. Come on. You're super productive. Don't worry about it. He's going to say, no, you're adding one more thing to something that you don't need to add right now. Do you really need early grocery stores? Yeah. Do you ever, right now? You don't need that right now. You need to. Do this but only thing. Jesus can tell you that. Right. I just want to say hi to Mayan, RJ, or Mian. RJ. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Uh, let's tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sorry it took so long to get to you, but we were on a roll. Uh, <laughs> Danielle Hi, says, Danielle. Uh, love that. Inviting God into your home, your car, your everyday activities. Yes. You know where um, I thought another place that Jesus moved uh, is that the other day on Sunday, uh, I will off. <laughs> we shouldn't do this, but we do. We I Or I do. Hedia doesn't do this. Where I want to know whether Jack's going to be at the church or not. Because sometimes he has guest speakers or one of the other pastors, and every so often, you know, you just you, like you, you need Jack. There. You just you need Jack that, yeah. on that day. Sometimes you wake up. So I turned on first service to see if he was speaking, which has fooled us too. Because sometimes he'll teach first and then At he least, flies away, yeah. and then we get a recording. But that's okay. We love him anyway. Um, and that that second I turned it on, he was he was talking, of course. <laughs> He wasn't singing. He was talking. And the only thing that I heard was him say, um, it's not the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It, it was his love for you that held him to the cross. Mm. And I, it's like, it, I go, whoa, that is so important to remember. And the reason I bring that up is that just if you could just remember that, those little things do not irritate him. The, the little things that uh, you need to approach him with, it seems like it's just nonsense. He wants to hear your nonsense because his love is so great that it's the thing that held him to the cross, not those nails. So, cool. so don't, uh, I love that. don't worry about it. But I, I just thought that was so interesting that I've never heard anything like that said before. And, um, and it was awesome. Uh, I, I made a, a Facebook post about it, but I, did, I didn't know whether to give him credit or not because I didn't know if, if, he, if that's from him. You know, I don't know if it's been said oh, somewhere else. I thought it's, it was you being super eloquent. No, I wish it was. It was I didn't awesome. know. I just like it's it's somebody. Said I took it. it. <laughs> I don't mind giving you the credit. If I would have came up with that, if God would have given that to me, I said, "Look at what God gave me today." That would have been so amazing. But oh. I didn't know what who to give credit to, so I just like go. I'm not sure, but I'm here telling a million and some odd people. I don't know right? how many people are on on all these channels. Exactly. I think it's like billions of people. I'm confessing that it wasn't for me. It was truly from the Lord through Jack. Um, let's read our first scripture, or our only scripture, which is First Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12. And just, it's it's a really good passage of scripture, so I want, oh. I mean, like there is not any not good passage of scripture anyway, so, but of course, <laughs> just like all the other ones. <laughs> you gotta click on it. There we go. Okay. Finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, for you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God that no one should take advantage of or defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. 
For God did not call us to uncleanliness, but to holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given him the Holy Spirit. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may properly, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. And that's a really um, interesting passage when you say that and to work with your own hands, meaning uh, to earn a living from the sweat of your own brow, that when you or with other people who are not of the faith, um, you walk properly so that you you resemble people, like they don't look at you and be like, oh, he must be a beggar. He must be one of the Nazarenes. You know what I mean? Like dirty and disheveled uh, and that you lack nothing so that you're able to worship without fear of, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to eat today. I was just interested to learn that the lord is the avenger i didn't know he was in the avengers oh yeah he's the best of <laughs> avengers they keep leaving him out of the movies um but this is so cool I, I love uh this this whole devotional it it just fits so perfectly in what it is that we are trying to do as a family and as people uh, as broken people sinful people that struggle every day um that inviting jesus in to uh, your home uh, is is not required. What where I'm that is is necessary for furthering your relationship with God. Yes, that if you don't can't just meet him on Sunday outside no. in the parking lot. No, and then leave him in the parking lot because you're not going to choose the direction to go when you are having a tough time. And it's like kind of what I talked about last night. It's, it's 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 so much easier to choose something that's tangible see feel touch immediately than it is to go to something that's not visible which is god's love in god until you have the relationship then it becomes real then it becomes tangible without that you, it's hard but to even when that. it is real and tangible in some instances it's hard to feel it every second on mm -hmm. command you know you hope like training it eventually becomes autonomic where oh, you turn to god and it, you, you'll feel it instantly, but for, a while, but for a while, until it becomes that way, you have to constantly work at it. Hi, God. That's, that's, I wanted to fill that gap. That's what I was going to say earlier when I couldn't remember what I was going to say, is that what we were talking about is, uh, it was a great conversation, by the way. I, I let, it's one of those conversations that are really good that it, you continue to think about it after you've had the conversation. And so I, I continue to have that, this thought. And that is, and he was asking me a question about how is it that you that we are supposed to apply this when we're taking gunfire, like it's happening so quickly. And then I reverted to uh, being a law enforcement officer, going through the academy and then ongoing training that you go through um, in, in your career is that you want to make something so automatic that under gunfire, you are reverting to training. You are actually um, taking the necessary steps to protect yourself or to protect other, others, not just on a whim, but it's because of the training. You, you've, you've done it so much You've lived in the Bible. That's again, that's an important thing about reading the Bible every day, going to church, um, going to God, you know, when you're on your walks, going to God before you eat, going to God before um, you have a, a, a difficult discussion, that these practices become so ingrained in your everyday life that when 
the stress happens so quickly that you can't consciously make decisions, the training kicks in. Yes. And it becomes automatic. And to make sure that the training and, and to make sure the auto now, uh, automaticness of it yeah. isn't self-protection. Because that's another thing we learned is that as Christians, especially lifelong Christians that some of you are, you could even treat reading the word as something you do to not feel guilty, but you're not actually going to God. Mm. You're just reading because that's what you do. Like going to church, you know, you're like, I have to read my Bible today. And then you check it off the box as a uh, check it off the box, except as opposed to you're having a tough conversation with your grown son about his family and vacation. And he's not going to come to visit this summer. And you're like, and it hits you. And you're kind of like, oh, Lord, what is this feeling I'm having right now? Can you please rescue me? I don't don't know what to I don't know what to do with this feeling I'm having right now. That's completely different than hi, I'm going to go to my Bible every day because that's what I do as a Christian. Right? Right. To uh, apply it to everyday things that you can kind of remember is that, you know, we just got a new washing machine and it's different from the other washing machine. And you, when you first get this new washing machine, you go there and you go, you're looking at all the dials and you, you have to consciously think about what it is you're choosing because it's, it's entirely different than the last one. And then pretty soon you get to understand where those things are. And then it gets so um, the muscle memory becomes such a normal aspect of doing this one task, even though there's probably eight steps to it that you can now, we can now put our laundry in and do our laundry. And then I can get upstairs and say, Oh, did I put my laundry in? (laughs) Like it becomes so. I think you're hitting on something for me. Really? Yes. (laughs) Maybe that's at the crux of my problem. Nothing is autonomic for me. Oh, wow, Schnuggums. Yeah. I overthink everything. Yeah. I still stare at the dial at the washing machine. <laughs> I do. I was like, I got to make sure I push the right button. Don't want to push the wrong button. So do I want it hot? Do I, want, do I, I don't want the water to be hot. And I mistakenly <laughs> didn't measure the dial. I literally stand there for a good five minutes. Really? Yes. You then go in and like, oh, what is it that happened there again? Do I have, you know? No, no, no. I don't forget. No. But I'm just extremely intentional in every single thing. And I think that's part of why I'm so easily frustrated is because it, and I, and I've told Andy, I've told um, people in the group, I need to get at the root, the trunk of these kind, this kind of behavior patterns, because I have no idea where it stems from. I have no idea. Is it pride? Is it a protection mechanism? I have no idea, but they all seem to be connected. Um, And the guys in the group who were saying that he's like, you know, the Lord is so gracious. And he said it again last night, but he's not going to, (laughs) he gave the analogy of a bad masseuse. I loved that (laughs) analogy because like he went to his masseuse and he has a lot of body pain and he kept telling him to lighten the touch, but the masseuse wasn't listening, just kept, kept poking at it. And he's like, Okay, yeah. Did I need it? Do I feel better now afterwards? It's like, but it was a miserable experience. I'm never going back. And he says, but God doesn't do that. God's the most perfect masseuse. He will go at the pace in which you allow him to go. Not any faster, not any slower. So he won't like rip open a box that you're not prepared to open yet. So there's this like process you go through, like, no, Lord, I really want to know. And he's like looking and going, I don't know. Does she? 
really want to know. <laughs> Maybe I'll like I'll throw a little piece of it and see how she responds. If she like totally unravels, then I know she's not really ready for the whole kitten caboodle. Yeah. Does that sound crazy? I, I, the other day you asked me about, well, how is it you deal with these types of things? And I realized as I was talking uh, a little bit is that if this is, can be difficult because we're such different people in that way that I have trained myself or learned over a period of time that I can get to it. I got to do this thing first and then I'll do that. And you really have this, you again, that you're over, over, overthinking sometimes and and so I, and, and, and trying to assist in the, the question you had for me is that it's hard for me to get in that kind of mind. <laughs> I noticed. Of, like shooting, like at the, at the, at the range, this is like the, the, the most clear thing that I, so I, in the range, they used to do these things that you had to qualify every month and a half or so where you, they would say, okay, stand in the line. The target's going to be at 10 feet. You shoot five rounds and you have to hit five in the 10 ring and blah, blah, blah. And then one on your left hand, one with your right hand. It was all this. And that was horrible because then I, you gave me time to think and I, I don't need, I don't want time to think. And so I hated it because I would Very always struggle, but I would pass, but it would be by the skin of my teeth. Then another month he would say, okay, this is going to be like a realistic scenario. And you wouldn't know. He goes, you enter the room and I'm going to tell you what to do and how to do it and where to go. And then he would start throwing firecrackers at you. And, and blowing things up and get on the ground. He's shooting you. Your left, your, your right hand is wounded. You got to shoot with your left hand. He started yelling at I hit everyone in the 10 ring. I, I don't, don't let me think. I just want, just let me respond the way that I would normally respond. And you do know that there are shortcomings to that approach too. <laughs> I just want to be, I just want to be fair. Oh, no, like, I'm not saying that that's perfect. My, my paralysis through analysis is definitely not yes. healthy, but the not thinking about anything is not perfection that's either. Where, that's why we work. <laughs> yes. You just got to let it work. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, we have another example from the Sorry book. guys, I hope this is helpful. We're having a, this is a little bit personal, but also I think that there's some things that you can. I hope so, because like another example, we had this boat class where the guy, and it depends on how, what your learning style is, right? So some people are like, just tell me where I need to go. And then you could stop talking. And you, you know what I mean? Like, I need to go down that road. Like, that's your thing. You're like, just tell me where I need to, you know, I'm going to go down that channel. And then I need to park over here. Good. Gotcha. I wanted the guy to literally like be a tour guide. I wanted him to literally play by play. I wanted yes. him to talk through the entire thing and give me instructions. And, and, and eventually he caught on and he's like, okay, go up, see the, see the cream colored boat, make a left, turn all the way to your left. And I was like, I was in heaven and I could, because I am great at following rules. I love instructions. And that's why I was so good at school. And I was such a daddy's girl because everything he told me to do, I did. Um, and so that's the, and, and that's the oh, thing. That's so is that, funny. And that's the learning process. And then now in Christ, I need to figure out which of these he wants me to let go. Like what of these processes, my self-protection mechanisms, my attributes are the ones that come from him and the ones that are just the ways I've protected myself or mm -hmm. sheltered myself. Um, and so. Love that. It's a. You're taking me back to the boat. Yeah. I mean, it's so clear. I wish we would have taken a video. <laughs> um, just uh, the two differences right like I, I go there's like seven six seven six yes. people in the boat that all had to go through the same you drive around you turn around you come back and you have to dock same it. pass and 
He's, he's, who wants to go? For, I, I go first because I just let me just do it. <laughs> get out of the way because I don't want I don't want to you know you know. By the time you get to somebody, sometimes you're frustrated. But yeah. anyway, so I just went and then came back and then we did the thing, um, and it was fine. Uh, and then yeah, you were you do I go a little bit to the right? Um, how far down do I go? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was so it's so interesting. But at least I didn't hit the no, dog, right? but you did perfectly. Because... But that, but you did the same thing really well. The difference is, is that you wanted to talk through it. You want here, is there something else or somewhere else, you know, uh, that I need to do or how I need to do this and want to know exactly. And um, like, could I have gotten through it without the instruction? Yes. I don't know. Maybe I could have, I but I for just. For sure, but you like to know. Yeah. You like to know. And then the last person went, she ran into the dock. Yeah. So you think after you see six people, seven people and hear all the instruction, you'd think that by then. Literally the seventh person. Well, we're talking about this little baby lake, right? I mean, it's, it's and she's place. probably driven boats for the past like 20 years of her life, you know, <laughs> it was pretty wild folks, but she came in hot to that. I mean, she literally smashed the boat into the dock. She's one of those guys that I used to frustrate me because I used to train a lot of police officers over the years. And sometimes there'd be 10 to 15 in the class. And you'd be, okay, this is the exercise. A, go to A, go to B, go to C, go to D. And then, then the next person, what, what's the set third thing? Well, it's, it's C. Okay. And then somebody else would come in and just do it. And just do it. And then somebody else, you'd have to give them direction. Sometimes the last guy go, okay, what are we doing? And I go, <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? And right still now? mess up D. Did you not see the 14 people that went before you? Did you not hear me tell them what to do? You're asking me, what have you been doing? Especially if you're the last person. <laughs> That's insane. Yes. Yes. The last, often the last person is the one that's kind of not paying want, attention, not paying attention, doesn't want to do it. They're always the, they're always the, and they're like, up. wait, huh? Yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to come in oh, 30 miles turn? an hour at the dock. <laughs> You're like, did you just really do that? And I think it was the, the crazy thing is I think the trainer guy was so shocked at how fast he assumed I don't know what is she, well, like what is she going to possibly be able to do to slow down before we hit the dock? Yeah. I don't know, but There's no anchor that she throw out. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the she ran right into it. Sorry, folks, but this is just our uh, our walk with Jesus that we encourage you. To, I hope you're walking with Jesus, inviting him in your home to dine with you, as he says uh, in Revelation. I stand at the door and knock. If you open the door, I will dine with you. You know, and it's just, it's so true. He'll sit down and have a steak with you and chit chat and tell you how, I mean, like this morning that I, he just was like, stop doing this. And I, was, and I knew it, but to hear God say to you, stop doing this. It's different when he tells you to stop drinking or something. Cause you're like, Oh no, I'm so sorry, God. You're so right. But he's like texting and driving. He's like, you need to stop doing this. Can and I'm like, tell me before my head's in the toilet. Uh, oh, that'd be so much better. Right? He waits until you're, you know, I'm going to let you feel this now. Like, yeah. Stop. You know, it's but, so funny. I was thinking about that lady. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just the fact that he told me to just stop doing that on my drive. Like all the, the, I, and I, and I have the experience of the past week as I've been trying to talk to him more that it's, oh my God, you're right. Like I, this, the stress level increases as I'm driving six directions back and forth and I'm trying to accomplish tasks. And I think I'm reducing my stress, but I'm actually increasing it. Well, we can all be that lady. After six people went and got the same instruction, you hit the dock. I was in the church for 25 years and hit the dock. <laughs> 25 years I, I got, I'm getting instruction 
I'm being told, uh, let Jesus into your house and give him a place to lay his head. Be one with Christ. Right? Be in the scripture every day. Read a devotional with your wife. Pray together as a family. Do all these things. And he's like, he goes, you keep running into the dog, dude. <laughs> You're in there with 200 people every day. How many Christians live like that, folks? Sorry uh, it's people. it's so true because I, I mean for me it's a different experience when I, mean, I came to Christ so late in life and I was just fascinated and it's a supernatural experience. But for those of you that are raised as Christians, I look at you, to me, you're like aliens sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, how do you do this? Like, how do you just like how is Jesus like this accessory? You know, it's and it's it, it's it's the dying to yourself for for many of us, I think hard to give up the things that you like to do well and he doesn't um he doesn't forbid them he does in a way mm -hmm. he does to but to excess mm -hmm. but what most people don't realize is very few people can do them without doing them to excess. <laughs> that's the caveat uh glenn and me have this discussion all the time because he says like he's convinced and glenn. that's uh, langor oh. are the author and it's the same thing that Pastor Jack says, is that why do pastors and people that are very dedicated to their Christian walk not drink? Um, and it's because they have rarely ever met somebody who could manage a drink the way they describe as, oh, I only do it once every month. And it's one drink once every month. He's like, I've never met a person that could actually do that. And so they revert to the scripture of holiness and being sober minded. And it's like it's wanting to have that experience of the Holy Spirit 24 hours a day. It's very difficult to have Jesus in your living room if you're not sober-minded. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Calling on him in every second is, is difficult. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like trying to become an Olympic athlete. It is not for people in the kiddie pool. No. No. Don't become Mark Spitz in the kiddie pool. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Does anybody know who Mark Spitz is? He, does he was the, like a real, he was a dude that competed in the swimming, right? Yeah, he won like seven gold medals, like but, the first. But, and he stayed a man. He didn't turn into a girl. No, swimmer. no, he's not Bruce Jenner. <laughs> Formerly known as Bruce Jenner. No. Oh, boy. What happened? Is he, to start to... he was my hero. Bruce? Yeah. Yeah, is he going to start to compete in women's sports now? <laughs> or he's just too old to compete? He's a little old. He was competing when I was in high school. <laughs> but now he wants to be a politician, right? Hey, if you wouldn't mind, let us know what you thought about this discussion today. It was a little bit more uh, personal than, yeah, sorry. than most of them. But it's Jan and uh, Danielle. Yeah. So. <laughs> and millions oh, of other people. Yes. Honey, you got to know mm -hmm. that. We're, we're not alone on this broadcast. Never. Um, anything else? No. I've, anything else I've bring up? spoken way too much. <laughs> I need to get to my to-do list now. You need to get in your car? And go drive no, right here at my desk, like a responsible human being. Human being. Yeah, good. Love I know. Can you, you want to pull up a chair for Jesus? <laughs> yes, I already have. Jesus has a lounge chair. <laughs> That's, I like our background. We're in the, for, in the uh, courtyard. Oh, yay. The courtyard of uh, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills here. Yes. Yeah. This is not an official broadcast of Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. I probably should say that, even, <laughs> even though we're sitting there. I thought I, I was thinking maybe we should have asked oh, wow. Jack if, we're, if it's okay. We're using 
pictures of uh, the church, people might think that we're part of Calvary Chapel. No. Sure. We might get a letter from his attorneys. <laughs> can might. you imagine? Yes. Can, can I, you yeah. imagine? That Jack is suing Jack, us. The Jack would have to resort to a, an attorney sending me a letter. He couldn't ask one of the 16 staff members that I'm in constant contact with. Oh. Can you tell uh, Hedia to stop using that bathroom, please? Uh, that does happen, though. I told you about I'm not going to go into the entire story just to, so you can rest assured. I but uh, I created an organization, created a whole system. And then one of the guys later on calls me and says, is this Mr. Jimenez? I go, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop using our logo. Yeah, yeah you need to you need to apply to be a member of this organization. I go, what? I created this organization. You're calling me? That. Oh, my gosh. That could happen. All right, my love. Uh, we need to tell people about this uh, fantastic Edify app. Won't you do that? Uh, Edify, the Christian podcast network put out by the Christian Post. This is how you get it. And we'd love if you subscribe. It's all free. This podcast is part of the Edify podcast network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. What? What does that mean? I know, but isn't that a brand? Yeah. So what does that her, mean, her, my niece and us? Her sister? niece, Jan's Started niece. Started it. Started the company. Oh my gosh, Jan French. Oh, Jan is just Why did so I pay for this hat, Jan? Well, they started it. <laughs> Who knows if they still even have a connection to it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Jan's so it's an it's, a, it's an orange it's an Orange County based company. I figured that. Really? Yeah. I figured it was like Huntington Beach or Newport Beach or something. Salty. Like I thought it meant Lord. Like I thought it meant. Is, does it mean uh, salty as in be salt and light? Well, all their logos have uh, some type of not all of them, but many of them have like a fish arm or a fishing pole i know that you think that's what it is but i don't think i think it's the christian version globe Globe owns half half now um so is it supposed to be christian is that what you mean by salty is it like a play on words yeah i've always wanted to know that and why can't we see that other i don't know okay if we stop we want to know more jan so she can messenger me you can messenger me too um i'm so curious other lawyer helped create the name. Oh wow! I want to create. We want to create living fearless devotional wear. All right, have we had enough? Yes. Is it time to go? <laughs> the plumber's coming. We're learning more about um, Salty Crew. So you, it's like, for those of you that stayed on the broadcast, you know Jan French, whose niece and her husband created Salty Crew. That's amazing. All right, Thank my friends, you. we love you. God bless. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye.